My name's Tomo and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube. But this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening and let's crack on. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the very first pre race chinwag of 2023 roll intro spinny 3d logo look at that beautiful hello everyone thank you all for coming appreciate you taking the time jamie max aryan emma boppo solid snake snack shanky sashin secret sloth barty prodigy rohan thank you all for coming appreciate you all taking the time Yes! Come on! 2023! I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm very I'm very happy to be back. Actually, I, I was doing all the graphics for this this live stream last night and it was like, oh, I missed this. I missed this. Um we're gonna go through predictions, we're gonna give my predictions, we're gonna look at F1 Fantasy League, we're gonna do a bunch, okay? Um, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. It really, truly is. And I'm excited. My expectations for this season are positive. Um, I think before we kind of really dive into the details, I want to, I want to chuck up a live poll. Um, first of all, to everyone who's watching live on YouTube, of course, everyone watching after the fact, sorry, you can't be involved, but maybe for a future pre-race live stream, you can, and everyone listening audio only as well, because these are all going on the Tomo's race Chimwag podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that. Um, so if you're listening on there, then again, just just you know, just hear me out. I mean, that's what that's what you can do. You know, you can, all you can do is hear me out. If I'm just in in there, you know. Um, but I want to what we thinking. Um, what kind of season are we expecting? So in terms of season quality, I've got four options. So banger, good, eh, or bad. What kind of season overall are we expecting in 2023, right? Because my hopes are quite high. Obviously, we're, we've got the first season of the new regs out of the way. Um, the cars should hopefully start to converge a bit more on performance. You're still going to have the front runners. You're still going to have the back markers but the back markers aren't going to be so like you can certainly argue from what we've seen in testing we won't really have a midfield maybe maybe we won't have a midfield if um yeah those boundaries become kind of skewed right because a midfield implies there's three sections doesn't there it's a top a mid a back but maybe it's just it turns into just two maybe there's just the front runners and then everyone else Maybe, maybe it diverges into just two sections, you know. Um, it'll be interesting to see as the uh, as the season progresses. Jamie, thank you very much for the eight Aussie dollars. Working night shift, but can't miss out on the first pre-race gym wag of the year. Couldn't have said it about myself. Um, yes, no, you know what? That wasn't a piece of hair. That was actually a piece of... Actually, I don't know what that was. It was, a, it was like a little bit of fluff, but I don't know where it came... Because I did shave... Before I did my um, 
predictions video. If you did, if you haven't seen my predictions video, what are you doing, first of all? But if you have, there's a little bit of fluff just, just here. But I did shave like an hour before that. So obviously the stubble is more likely to catch a bit. But I, don't know, I still don't know what it was. Um, when, when, when someone, because the whole edit, I edit in like low quality because it puts less processing on my laptop. I do everything from a laptop. This is on a laptop. I have two screens. Um, and I couldn't see it until the video went out. And then you see it in 4K and you're like, oh, whoops. But anyway, uh, it meant people got in the comments telling me that I've got fluff on my neck. So more engagement. It's not all bad, you know. But anyway, right. What's the poll saying? What's the poll saying? So what kind of season are we expecting? 26% of you are saying banger. 56% good. 17% eh. And one of you, just to be different, has said bad. 1%. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't see it being anything. It's going to be an improvement on next year. I'm very confident of that as a overall spectacle. Obviously, you know, I like to think most of us here watching, we're not just captivated and focused on what's happening at the front. That I was, I really enjoyed Abu Dhabi last year because I was like trying to work out if Aston Martin had outscored Alfa Romeo. But maybe that's because because I'm sad. I don't know. Um, but never mind. Hello from hello Simon from Montreal. Um, big up Montreal. Wish I had a bit more time there when I went last year. But, um, but never mind. Right. Okay. Cool. That poll is done. So uh, let's close that so that my intro doesn't pop up again. And then I think we shall get into it, which is round one. I'm going to move over here ever so slightly and move the microphone here as well. Um, we're back in Bahrain. We're still in Bahrain. It's where we tested. It's where the first round's going to be. It's going to be late. It's high degradation on the tires. It's like sandpaper down there. And uh, I mean, I wonder if, is that actually because of the sand somewhat, or is it just because the asphalt hasn't been redone in like ever, has it? Has it ever been? I feel like Bahrain's never been kind of resurfaced. Um, but I mean, I'm sure the sand doesn't help. I'm sure it, yeah, and, and the temperature as well, right? But I'm, I'm sure it contributes to the... Uh, to the issue yeah it's probably a bit of both isn't it but yeah i mean I, I i like i like bahrain i like bahrain as a circuit gonna do another poll we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be quick with the polls you know what do you think of bahrain of bahrain uh, i i wish i could default add the same options because it's always going to be banger good eh or bad they're kind of my my four default responses so what, what do you think of bahrain as a circuit um I'm not. I'm not talking about the actual country, obviously. Um, the circuit, um, Bahrain. Because, yeah, I, I think as much as you know, it was nice. It was nice having Australia as, as the season, the season launch. Um, but obviously, how much of that is just kind of oh, because that's what was done for years, so that's the norm. Like, I don't know. Have anything against Bahrain? I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's one of the stronger tracks, you know, within that region as well. If anything the best in that region, um, as far as I'm concerned. Rain expected, good one. Always delivers good racing. Yeah, I can't, I'm inclined to agree, Sever. Actually, the, the split in the uh, poll is literally exactly the same for what you lot think the season's gonna gonna be. It's like 30% banger, 54% good. Well, look, at least we're starting. I feel like Bahrain is considered to be a better track than Albert Park. So to start here, 
is not necessarily not necessarily a bad thing at all. But, um, all right, cool, sweet. Right, so we're in Bahrain, and well, let's take a take a look back to this time last year, uh, where Charles Leclerc won the race ahead of Carlos Sainz, and Lewis Hamilton, both Red Bulls, didn't finish. The Ferrari uh, hopium was very strong after this race. Um, yeah, big technical gremlins for Red Bull early doors. Both cars pulling up before the end. Especially Checo's was quite dramatic, wasn't it? Where he kind of spun coming out of turn one. Um, I remember watching that and being like, oh my God, that was mad. Um, but look, a year will fix a lot of those problems. Reliability shouldn't be much of an issue when Red Bull were competitive from the first race last year. So do I see this podium reenacting itself and no Red Bull presence on the podium? That would be... I mean, I can't see that happening. I cannot in any... I don't think many of you can see that happening. You know? I'm wagging my chin, Aaron. Look, you can see it. Wag, uh, wag, wag, wag. Um, <laughs> thank you, Bev, for the five, by the way. Love the channel. Are you still doing the Talking Point podcast with guys this year? We're not doing it this year, Beth. Um, the four of us, me, Matt, Hayden and Aldas, we're kind of... We're all kind of doing our own thing and it was it was difficult to consistently kind of get everyone together. Um, ad hoc, yeah, but yeah, I'm afraid that's not going to be happening this year. There's there's no there's no plans to maybe one day, but to be honest, I can't see it. It's yeah, is what it is. But um, but I love those boys though. It's all good. It's all good. We haven't we haven't beefed and fallen out. It's one of them YouTube drama nonsenses, all right. Um, actually, we've got certain uh, what certain one of them is uh, coming on a certain live show this weekend. But we'll get into that later, right? Okay, so yeah, that's what happened last time out. But let's take a look at the driver championship. I just had to put this here because you know Albon is P one because merit, right? And definitely not because it's in alphabetical order. Um, I did also put Felipe Drogovic on this graphic, but but. And look, you know, I'm happy for him, but Lance Stroll will race in Bahrain, okay? Uh, it was confirmed this morning, Lance had, it looks like he's got a little, um, like, little bandage here, like, on his hand, like, about there. Um, so, it looks like he had, like, keyhole surgery on the injury to his wrist. And, uh, yeah, apparently he's done, he did a full race distance in the sim, and he felt okay. He's got a little bit of bruising. It was kind of, um, I guess there's there's argument to, for and against, right? Because you think like Felipe Drogovic um, ran in testing. Uh, so he's got good mileage under his belt. So you, And obviously Lance is clearly still recovering. I mean, there's still bruising on his hand and obviously an actual race distance with the actual G-forces. You know, if he if he is involved in a, in like a, Oh, what was it? Well, when Al- you know when Alonso uh, binned it in Australia qualifying because the hydraulics stopped working on his car, and didn't that like mess up his hands? Like if Lance has something like that, that would certainly probably aggravate the injury. So there's a there's maybe some degree of you know healthcare reason to to maybe not come back in too much of a hurry. But obviously, the sooner Lance is back, the sooner he should be able to get up to speed. And, you know, he's already missed out on testing, so he's not going to want to miss out on any more running. So, yeah, it's a, look, obviously from Felipe's point of view, 
you know, it's a shame for him because obviously you saw how, you know, Nick DeVries got an opportunity to replace a driver for healthcare reasons last year, took it, and now is in a full-time F1 seat. You know, Felipe didn't quite get that chance. Um, but obviously, happy for Lance to be back, of course. Like, you know, that <laughs> very far less than optimum way of starting the year. But um, yeah, we'll see. Like, it's it's going to be a difficult weekend for him as well. He's going to have to get up to speed with a car that's, again, 95% different, apparently, to last year's car. So, you know, you can only replicate so much of that um, experience in the simulator. But no, good for Lance to be back. So Drogovic, I'm leaving you on here. Well, I did I did this table last night, right? And so Drogovic is still on there for now. Maybe he will make an appearance. I, I very much doubt we'll end the season with only 20 drivers being in the driver standings. You know what I mean? Like, we had 22 last year because you had Hulkenberg and De Vries deputising um, on two separate occasions. So, there you go. But anyway, just Albon P1. I just had to leave it there, you know. I mean, Albon Alonso Bottas would be a fantastic, uh, fant <laughs> fantastic way for the season to go. Right, okay. And then Constructors. Um, again, Alfa Romeo racing at the top. I added some... Um, some scuderias, so they're not in these in they're not in, so they're not in alphabetical order actually. Um but anyway, we'll see. It's probably the only time that Alpha Man are gonna be top of the pile, but you never know. And Clorox, you're right. Hit like, sub, and slap the bell. Slap it, go on. One of the backhand slaps, you know? Or if you're listening audio only, then five star and all that stuff. Oh actually I, I did a little I'm, I'm plugging the audio only and I'm not even showing you the lovely uh, graphic I made because yes, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Maybe, you're, maybe you need to go, okay? Because I don't know how long I'm going to be here, okay? I'm just, this is just off the dome, okay? We're just, we're just shooting it here. So you might need to go and you might want to listen to the rest later or you might not want to look at my face. I don't care. <laughs> um, however you want to consume, then you can on audio only and don't worry we'll get into the fantasy code in a bit um yeah I'll, I'll bring minton in shortly again audio only listeners you won't be able to see um see my sausage dog but if you watch on youtube then you will whether it's live or after the fact anyway right okay constructors done okay predictions 24 hour chin work uh maybe one one day i should do a twit oh you know what is there an idea in that? Because like, was it last year? Was it last year I did my 24-hour live stream on Twitch and raised money for charity? It was it was it was fun, really fun. Um, maybe oh, could I talk about F1 for 24 hours? No, I couldn't. That would be um, that'd be horrible for you and for me. I mean, that wouldn't be pleasant pleasant for anyone, surely. Um, right, okay. Predictions time. Now, I did share. Uh, on Twitter and on my YouTube community page last night. I stayed up till late to get it done. I was very tired. But I got it done. I got it finished. Got the poll out. Oh, I actually forgot to add to the poll how many... Let me check. How many people... Um, was it? It's not Google. It's Google Forms. There we go. Um, let's see how many people actually gave a response. It looks like... Yeah, it was 2,255 of you responded to the poll that I put out last night. 
So thank you. Nice big glutton of individual perspectives. Okay. And let's see. Let's see what you lot are saying. Boom. Your predictions for the Bahrain Grand Prix. 73% of you think Max Verstappen is going to win the race. 48% of you think Fernando is going to be the best driver. 24% of you think Logan Sargent is going to be the worst driver. And then best team, Red Bull, 58%. Worst team, McLaren, 41%. I've dropped the W and L of the weekend because I think this is a bit more clear. I'm getting at which driver is going to perform the best which driver is going to perform the worst and then differentiating it between, you know, team and driver. You know what I mean? So, um, and yeah, I've changed up the graphics. So I hope you like it. I've done it slightly different, sl- slightly different for this year. I, I like doing, because graphic, des- uh, graphic design is what I, what, I, what I used to do, you know? That was my bread and butter back in the day. So yeah, set up a camera for Minter for 24 hours, sausage cam. Yeah, I mean, he would literally, if I let him, he would just sleep. He would just sleep sit still in the same place for like uh, the whole day like happily he doesn't really he's fine when i take him on a walk but getting him to go on the walk sometimes he's not keen the lazy little boy but never mind um graphic design is my passion exactly i need to i didn't spend that long on yeah, I'm I'm mostly happy with the graphic. I think I need to move the little breakdowns of the other drivers a bit, but it's kind of centralised, so it should be okay. But yeah, yeah, a few what we what we say and what we pulling out of this that's interesting because I think all of these names, none of them are a surprise, um, given what we saw in testing. Yeah, Logan looks really annoyed actually in his picture. I, I just pulled all these from the F1 website because they've uploaded all the uh, the headshots of. Um, Worst team. Oh, <laughs> well, I've just acronymed the um, so three letters for the for the for the additional. So yeah, Leclerc, Perez, Hamilton, race winner, um, best driver Verstappen, Hamilton, Leclerc, Sonoda, Piastri, Stroll. So yeah, obviously, Sonoda. Still, a lot of you, I think, are unconvinced by Yuki, and I get it. I I do understand. He hasn't had the most impressive F one career to date, but. You know, this is where he now needs to kind of step on. Obviously, Piastri is a rookie and Stroll has been out for, you know, he's missed testing entirely. Um, obviously, Aston Martin up there with... And again, this isn't, you know, best driver. It's not just who won or who lost. Like, it's performance, you know? And 58% of you think... I, I think, obviously, for this first race, it's very much going to be like, okay, who's at the top, who's at the back? Because, you know, we don't know. We don't know where the car performance is are relative to one another. But um, we'll see in good time. Worst team, Alpha Tauri, Williams, Haas. Haas, I'm surprised. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not actually. Like Haas looked good, but I just don't trust Haas are going to... I think they'll be good at the start of the year, actually. I think I think Haas are in a strong place to start the season. Um, but anyway, right. So that's... That, they're your predictions. My predictions are as follows. I'm saying Max wins. I'm saying Joe... I think Joe in the points, again, he got in the points last season in Bahrain. Uh, and I think that Alfa Romeo is arguably a little, could be a bit of a dark horse. Um, just from what we've been hearing more recently, I don't know, there seems to be really positive noises around that team. And Stroll I've put in worse because he he didn't do testing. 
combined with the fact that Alonso is is seemingly driving the rails off the Aston Martin, I think this weekend, if Lance isn't, doesn't get up to speed with that car very quickly, and if it does deliver the potential, yeah, I'm wearing this green shirt for a reason, um, the potential that it's showing, then... Fernando could make Lance look very, very, very bad this weekend. I'm just saying, right? If Alonso's up there fighting for potentially, you know, top three, um, maybe in qualifying, maybe in the race, and Lance doesn't get up to speed quick, then, you know, it could it could look bad. It could look bad. Um, best team Red Bull, worst team. I've gone Alpha Tauri. Could have been Alpha Tauri. Could have been Williams. Could have been McLaren. Um, there's a lot of potential names for that but again we're kind of going in a bit blind at the start of the year but that's part of the fun you know what is this joe look listen i i think he's gonna overperform relative to many of your expectations that's i, I could be wrong i probably will be wrong and that's fine because i'm not from the future um yeah aston martin car seems stable and easy to handle exactly mark and, and i think that's gonna that's gonna suit I mean, that suit any driver, obviously, but I think, you know, Fernando's so good at extracting the absolute maximum of any car he jumps into. So, yeah, it's one of them. It's one of them. Right. Um, cool. Prediction's done. Um, I've shown you this, audio only. Boom. So you can follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. And we've talked about Lance. Will be returning for Bahrain to anyone who's just joined. He is he's he's been fixed. He's got a little I think he's had keyhole surgery in his wrist, so he's been fixed somewhat. Um we will talk about all the teams one by one as well. But before we do that, there's a few other things I want to talk about. So first of all, Tomo F1 to C League. If you want to do Fantasy League this year, I'm going to try and cover it every pre race and post race. Look at my team, look at how many points I get. And this is the team I'm starting the year with. I've got Leclerc and Verstappen in. I've got Alonso in. I've got Aston Martin in. I've got Red Bull in. And then my kind of cheaper picks have been Nico Hulkenberg, because I think Haas, as much as I don't think they'll have a great season, I think they'll start the season strong. And. Joe going you because I'm I'm propping Joe. I'm going for it. JK, is that your exact team? Well, listen, great minds think alike, okay. Um, if you want to join, uh, go on go on the F1 website, just type in F1 Fantasy League in Google or something, set up a team. Um, there's a link on my Twitter to this, and that's the league code. So if you just type in that, then you can join the league. We've got, I think we've got about a thousand people in the league so far, so that's pretty good. Um why not KMAG? KMAG was too expensive. Um to, to fit in I'd like 0.5 million left I think so yeah I'm I'm pretty happy with my team you, yeah you get like a limited amount of transfers Salva like so after each race you can't just change the whole team every well you can but you just lose loads of points um and also that 2x is is like turbo driver thing and obviously I've given that to Max because it just it just makes sense. But how is Hulk less than Joe? Well, I think that Alfa Romeo is more likely to score points than the Haas. So maybe that's why. And obviously Joe's just come off a season. Hulkenberg's had, you know, he hasn't had a full season in F1 since 2019. So, um, yeah. But that's my that's my fantasy league anyway. So go and follow that. Go and give that a look. Next thing I want to prop 
is, of course, the last lap, all right? This weekend, Bahrain, me and Niran, look at my eyes in that thumbnail. Let me, let me replicate that thumbnail. There we go, nailed it. it audio only, sorry, you didn't get to witness that. <laughs> but yeah, Sunday, last lap, me, Niran, two very special guests. Um, actually, I'll tell you, we've got Hayden, um, big up Hayden Gullis, Hayden's coming on, and Dan, engine mode, beard, ex-Red Bull, um, he's coming on as well, so four of us will be enjoying the Bahrain Grand Prix, and if you want to watch along with us, whether it's behind a paywall and you can't watch the race, or whether you want to watch us on a separate screen or whatever, whatever you like, it, it, and if there's delays, if there's breaks, if there's a red flag, come, come, Come over and, and get involved in the in the conversation, you know what I mean? So um yeah. That's uh get Matt and Tommy on the last app. It will happen. We'll we'll get them on. Um can, can I replicate? Well look, me and Niran's faces are quite similar to be fair in this thumbnail, but anyway. Um that's the last lap, so be sure to check it out. And then one more final thing before we, we get into team by team that I want to talk about because any of you watching who might have come to the live show, the live show was like from from a from a product point of view, it went down really good. Um, like the actual live show that we delivered, I was really happy with. Everyone seemed happy, which was great. And also, everyone got to take one of these little well, a, a pair of these little bad boys away. You can see it's uh, blue for Aldas and pink for me. So everyone got to eat my pink helmet. That is a factual <laughs> statement. Um, so I messaged the Racing Chocks um, boys after and I was like, thank you so much for like sorting us out with these. And um, I was like, can I get a discount code to like share with people? And they were like, yeah, sure. And um, Look, it's literally, right? I've, I've got the little box here. And I, I hang on. I don't know if it will focus. It says Tomo's pink helmet, see? What's up? And now this is blue helmet. I just want I just want to show you these in person, right? Racingshocks.com, if you want to buy your own, whether it's like pre-made or custom-made like these ones. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, right, come on, focus. Wait, uh, let me get out of the way so it focuses. There we go. Oh, look at that. It's, uh, this is like just chocolate and then the blue one has got like vanilla ganache in it hang on let me mm. yum hang on let me get out of the way this way oh look at that mmm yummy honestly they're, they're, they're well nice they're well nice so um, yeah if you want to get your own Get your own. Go support a small business. Great little gift. For sure. Oh, yummy. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Right. Sorry for... Um, yeah, I should do my own food channel, shouldn't I? I think I'd be good at that. Because I love eating. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Let's get back to the F1 now. Let's talk teams. Starting at the back from last season. Williams... Has anyone seen the... Um, it was really interesting, actually. It was uh, 
really good article with on the uh, Players tri- Tribune, whatever they call it, with Alex talking about um, talking a bit about yeah, like kind of when he got dropped, what he did, made an Excel spreadsheet comparing him to Pierre and to Perez. Um, I mean, he didn't name drop them, but that's the assertion he made. It's it's really good. Um, there's a video version as well, but also it's kind of a you can just read it as well. I I just read it. I didn't watch the video. Blimey. Ooh. Um. Yeah, and it was like, re- yeah, it was really interesting. Like the way he was just, like, oh, I was just going around handing out CVs. You don't think of that, do you? He also said that apparently. He did say there were, he went with Williams, but there were other teams interested. Now, was he just saying that? I don't think so. I do wonder what, who those other teams could have been. Would have been interesting to know for sure. Um, but I guess obviously George putting in a good word as well certainly helped. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe Salba. Horner said Alpha at the time. Yeah, because I, I, I think it was, because Bottas, it felt like, Albon and Bottas both had Williams and Alpha as options. So maybe there was some kind of Yeah. I, I I wonder I wonder what kind of which domino fell first, you know? Cause because Bottas has come out and said that Williams was an option. So if Alpha was an option for Albon as well, it's kind of like it's a difficult cause it, it would have been a you know, I, th- I think you look at the stock going into it, and and Bottas was certainly the uh, the the more known option, the safer option. Um, but also, Alex is a lot younger, and you know, wasn't you know, he's, Bottas has won like ten races in F one. So, you know, for for a team like for for a lower down team, I think the the safer bet for sure w- was Valtteri. So I can imagine Alfa Romeo. I reckon Alfa Romeo. You know, they made the decision to pick Bottas over Albon. And then Albon was like, cool, Williams. But I don't know. I could just be chatting. But um, not everyone loves Alex as much as I do. That's just a a reality I have to accept. Thank you, Arav. I'm glad you enjoy the videos. Appreciate it. Um, you can't find my league. If, um, Alizola, if you head to my Twitter, then there is a link to it. So if the code doesn't work, then just uh, give that a click and then boom, you should be in. But yeah, Williams, hard to know. Hard to know, isn't it? I mean, I think that car is, people are talking about it quite fondly. I I think the driver is going to be able to make the difference more so this season than last in terms of whether you get out of Q1. And Alex got last year's Williams out of Q1 many a time. So... I think there's a very good chance he'll get out of Q1 this time, but will he be able to actually convert a good race performance? Hard to say, hard to say, but it does look like the regs, again, I'm optimistic from testing, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see Logan as well, because Logan's a little bit of a quality specialist, actually. Like Qualifying is his kind of bread and butter, so... You know, I, I think that's certainly an area where Alex was never really pushed by Latifi at all. Um, but I think Logan will put up a bit more of a fight for sure. So, oh yeah, Marcus, you just joined. I'll restart. Shall I roll intro? I'm joking. 
that's a good thing with YouTube though. Even if you're watching live, you can fast forward it back to the start. So if you just joined, you can go back to the start. And yeah, it won't be live live, but you it's still kind of live. Minus half an hour, whatever I've been talking for. <clears throat> yeah, I, th I think like, I think Sergeant. I think when you look at the, it's very like easy, and it's understandable because not everyone can follow every season of F two, of F three, of IndyCar, of Super Formula, and watch every race and every qualifying session, every practice session to really understand every single driver equally. Like that's just not realistic, right? Um, so you have to look at the finishing results, but the finishing results don't tell the full story. They they never tell the full story, never. Um, and I think it's one of them that, from what I've seen of Logan, like I've been very impressed. It's like you know, if you look at Paul Share, like Paul Share has been very impressive, even though second half of last season in F two he scored hardly any points, like. There were things in his control, but there was a lot out of his control as well. So to really make a performance judgment on someone, not just, oh, who scored the more, most points, you have to try at least. All you can do is try it, you know, like that's just the way it is. All, all you can do is try the people want me. You get Minton, if you stay till the end, we'll get Minton out, don't you worry. But yeah, Williams, cautiously optimistic. Alpha Tauri. I'm less so. But then again, it's like, from everything I've heard about Nick DeVries, he's like super switched on, super disciplined, super motivated. Like, in Drive to Survive, when they, you know, they're chatting to the drivers at the very end, my, he, he reminds me of, <laughs> you know in, um, oh, what's it? You know in the Terminator movies, and you know the, Oh, I can't remember which one it is, but one of the bad, the bad androids, whatever they're called, right? When he's wearing that, he's and he's like, I mean business. He doesn't say I mean business. I'm paraphrasing it. <laughs> but he essentially says along the lines, like, I mean business. I'm here to like prove a point. Like he's proper intense. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, when like one of the Terminators gets the face half kind of blown off and then it's all like android metal skull underneath like nick would play that role very well t1000 that's that sounds about right i think i think that sounds right um so yeah yuki's like don't get me wrong right i've said that i think yuki over the course of the season i'm backing him to outscore devries but nick will not make it easy for him because nick's a formula e champion he's a formula two champion he's a formula renault euro cup champion back in the day he was a top donning carton. Like, he's meticulous. He's detailed. I think Nick DeVries, again, the brief amount I've heard. You, you know, you talk about, like, certain sports people who just have, like, a natural gift. Um, but then don't necessarily have the application. I feel like Yuki and Nick are kind of opposites. So, it feels like Yuki, like, and again, I, I was listening to... Was a screaming mills with uh, Marcus Armstrong and Callum Eilert, and they were talking a bit about Yuki, how he just like he just sends it. Like he was like, I think they were talking about in Formula Three or something, or Formula. I'm, I'm I'm not sure, but like going up O Rouge in the wet, the team told him, yeah, like you can do it flat out. Like you will be able to do it flat out eventually. 
but there's no expectation for you to do it first time, obviously, because it's wet as far. And he just did it straight away. You know what I mean? He just went straight into it. Um, yeah, Yuki's, I think Yuki's got a natural gift, but then we've seen it in Draft to Survive. He hates the training. You know, he's not, he, and it's, it's not like a, Yuki doesn't scream as a driver who's going to be able to like lead that team and has that maturity. That's where I think, you know, maybe Nick does, ha, Nick definitely has that application and that drive and that maturity and that determination. He's been managing his own career for most of it. That's why he almost got into a bit of hot water with that, um, that guy who lent him loads of money. Um, but yeah, I, I just think that they are kind of two, they're opposite sides of the same coin. One's got a bit more of a natural gift, I would argue. One's got more application and more drive and determination. It's kind of how I see the Messi-Ronaldo debate. I think Messi's the more naturally gifted. I think Ronaldo is the one who works. He works, he stays late at training and blah, blah, blah. You know? So I think it's um, this will be a really interesting fight. But do I believe the car's going to be there to really let them take, take the wheel? I'm not so convinced. It's going to be... T it's so difficult, though, to... Um, it's so difficult to judge this kind of lower lower midfield. Yeah, he did sort his contract out as far as I'm aware. That was dropped. Um, that whole potential lawsuit from someone who helped fund Nick DeVries' career. I think it was after he won F2. Um, yeah, I think the judge threw that out. So I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he's good. Oh, no. And James, like, no one's saying Messi isn't a hard worker. But it's like Ronaldo is this obsessively like again, you listen to any like teammate of him talking talking about how he applied himself and like getting first in, last out, all that. You know. Not everyone can be like not most people aren't like that. You know, even top tier sports people. Um right, <laughs> yeah, maybe they are sandbagging, who knows? Who knows? Um You can't mess it, bro. <laughs> right, has has Next, let's talk about Haas. Um, yeah, I, I, again, I anticipate a strong start a weekend, but they have two very capable drivers in K-Mag and Nico Hulkenberg, who've been joking all about the, you know, suck my ball stuff. <laughs> funny, funny. It wasn't even that deep. That's the thing. Like, if you really like, if you're really beefing with someone and really angry, like... If I went over to them and told them to suck my balls, like, that that's not like, a, <laughs> I don't know, right? I'm not German, I'm not Danish. But I, I wouldn't interpret that as being a um, particularly egregious way of approaching someone. Like, I'll suck, <laughs> suck my balls, mate. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just it's funny, right? I don't think Kev took it that seriously. I don't think Nico took it that seriously. But it's... You know, we lap this stuff up, don't we? Anything that makes these drivers feel a bit more human, we just lap up. We love it. Cheers, Raymond. First time here. Appreciate it. Um, no, I, yeah, I know. Hulk Hulk went to Magnuson. You're the most unsportsman-like driver. And then Mag said, suck my balls, mate. And there was a little sarcastic tap on the shoulder. It's a, Yeah, it's an insult, but it's not like, come on. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, I guess it, maybe it does seem like a nice thing to do to, um, for someone. But yeah, Haas, 
obviously they've leaned they're very reliant on Ferrari being good um but Ferrari's engine looks good in terms of speed traps they were the quickest from what I saw anyway um and they take a lot of parts from Ferrari you know they lean heavily on that relationship so I think that it just depends on how much they can carry the performance through like they've got their miniaturized pit wall is that them just being you know clever smart or is that a sign that or maybe they're not quite as financially like they're fine they're not going to go under in terms of maximizing the amount of money that they can put towards car development if that's going to save them was it a quarter of a million was it three quarters of a million they said it's going to save them having that mini um mini pit wall i can't remember one or the other but um but either way yeah it's just tough it's just difficult to to williams alpha tari has mclaren alfa romeo particularly those kind of those five it's difficult yeah okay quarter of a million which a quarter of a million so you know when um again and maybe i'm pretty sure this was the case right so when mick last year wrote off the Haas at Monaco where he spun on like the damp patch and went in arse end first, ripped the car in half. I feel like I remember them saying that that was about £500,000 worth of damage. So when you kind of, because saying 250 k is like, okay, it's a number, but what does it actually mean? But I think it's important to like, you know, yeah, if they said 500, so that's like half of the way towards writing off an entire car. That gives you an idea of how much you can, you know, afford with that money. Like how much, like that, 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 that's considerable, you know, that's a, that's a sizable chunk. Yeah, obviously Mick had more than that, just at, obviously a massive accident in Saudi Arabia, crashed in Japan as well. Um, but yeah, I just think that's kind of, that gives some context to how much that money is, so... Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Haas fighting up towards the front, of course. Um, good vibe. Very good vibe team. Very good vibe. Feels like a proper racing team. Proper proper, proper working-class racing team. Not that it's F1. Like, that's obviously not true, but it feels that way, you know? I've got a lot of um, a lot of love for Haas. I do. I do. I truly do. And then Aston Martin... And then Aston Martin. Oh, and thank you, Benji, for the two quid. And yes, we are doing the last lap this Sunday. As you can see here. Last lap, watch along. And podcast. Go and subscribe. Um, I should have actually... Did I Did I link... No, I didn't. I didn't I didn't link it. I should, have, I should have linked it in the description. Shouldn't I, really? I'll do that once the stream's finished. I'm going to link them. And Racing Chocks as well. <sighs> right um right i'm gonna say qualifying prediction we're doing a poll people prediction for aston martin so we are saying okay um q2 or lower so q1 yeah Basically, it gets to Q2 or, or lower. Um, both in Q3. Oh, no. 
just in Q3, um, top six and maybe top three. So I'm saying for either of the cars, either of the cars. Obviously, the anticipation is it's more likely to be Fernando. You never know. Lance could pull out a world, eh? But what do we think? Qualifying prediction for Aston Martin, will they only get to Q2 or Q1? Um, not get out of Q1 or just to get to Q2. Will they get to Q3, one of the cars? Will one of the cars get into the top six? Or will one of the cars get into the top three? That's the question. It's funny because like last season when obviously the whole green red ball thing came out, um, it was kind of like, ah, oh, and then the performance was nowhere. So then everyone kind of forgot about it. But obviously now it's like, oh, okay. So they were actually cooking something pretty close. But then apparently that, that Aston Martin had that design in the wind tunnel before the season even started anyway. So they didn't really copy. I'm sure they just saw red balls and was like, oh yeah, that validates the other idea that we had. Damn. Wish we'd gone with that in the first place. So what we're saying. So eight percent of you think top three. So there's a few. There's a few of you out there. Fifty-three percent say top six. Thirty-six percent say Q three, and only three percent of you think Q two or lower. So yeah, I, I I would say, I think top six is is very very on, very on. Especially obviously at the start of the season, you've got those gremlins that the bigger teams arguably might have to kind of get out of their system. I feel like at the start of the season, you're more likely to inherit points through others' bad luck slash incompetence than towards the end of the year. Um, and again, like, we don't know how much other teams are holding back. We don't know how much Aston Martin are showing, but the belief is there for sure. The belief is there. Yeah, Fernando, there's a really good podcast. I would recommend listening to it after you're done here, obviously, uh, on the F1 channel, F1 Nation. And they've got Pedro De La Rosa on there, who works at Aston Martin now. He's a, what is it? He's like a, he's a, what do they call someone who's like a presence at the team? Ambassador. That's it. Ambassador. Um, at Aston Martin. And yeah, he is, um, he, he talks, obviously he knows Fernando really well. He used to be at McLaren back in the day. Like he's had loads of experience. He, he talks about Fernando and how he's kind of molded into this role and is more aware of his responsibility to kind of be a motivator, to quote Pedro, to be a motivator in the team, which I think is part of the reason why I'm, you know, I like this version of Fernando Alonso more than I've liked the versions I've seen in the past, personally. Um, where I think, yeah, he's he, he's still got that ego, but I think he's channeling it in a really positive way now compared to how in the past I think it was a bit destructive. That's my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's looking good. And it's looking like maybe, maybe this is the time that um, Fernando actually makes a... Uh, a career decision that he can look back on with the benefit of hindsight and be like, yes, yes, that was the one. That was the one where I absolutely nailed it and got my third world title. Pfft. Scenes. That would be incredible. Yeah, Martin Whitmarsh is there as well. It's like an old McLaren reunion. You've got 
Alonso, Whitmarsh, and De La Rosa. Who, were they all there in 2007? Because wasn't De La Rosa test driver at McLaren in 2007? Or am I getting that wrong? Because he was there before, wasn't he? In the seat. So yeah, it's like a, it's like a full reunion. Um, oh, and, and McLaren are pretty... Uh, down the um <laughs> down the pecking order now so yeah it's not played out well yeah and van dorn as well yeah true yeah it's a proper loving isn't it but yeah look, obviously look i don't care who the team is like t- for any team to come in and like break into that top i am fully behind it so like aston martin i really hope this isn't just all hot air i hope this isn't all just gas i hope this is the real thing we'll see we'll see if you want to join the Fantasy League, um, here's the league code. P6DG1PJ9501. There's also a link on my Twitter. I should have linked it in the description. But I didn't because I'm an idiot. Right, okay. Next team. Alpha Romeo. Lovely job, there. Apply chips for F1 Fantasy. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I didn't look into that, actually. I have to look at that. Um, yeah, is it, is it a curse code? It's just it's just a long code. Right, Alfa Romeo. Hmm. <laughs> These are... For, you can say this with so many teams. Ow. Oh, my ankle. Um, so many of these teams are just such unknown entities. Alfa Romeo had such a good start to last year, such a bad end to the year. By the sounds of it, they did bring upgrades, but the upgrades didn't work. It wasn't like they just did a hass and just sat on their hands for the rest of the year. They did try stuff and it didn't work. But then, you know, you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes, I guess. So um, it's not all bad. Obviously, Seidel's in now. Second season for Joe. Um, Second season for Valtteri. Uh, Yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm backing Joe this year. I think Joe's going to... I think Joe's going to be really good. I think he's going to go toe-to-toe with Valtteri. I could see him outscoring him. I can understand why people don't see that, of course. But the chance of nothing unlikely happening is in itself unlikely. So you've got to chuck in a couple of, you know, left-wing shouts. And that's my one. But we'll see. Um, Yeah, again, he had a really strong race, first race last year. Got points on his debut in Bahrain. Um, Valtteri was picking up points for fun at the start of the year last year. And yeah, I I think with the Audi presence coming in, I think that extra motivation probably from the staff um, with Audi coming in and they're starting to, what they've bought for 25% of that team now. So last season of Alfa Romeo branding on that car as well. So they're going to want to go out on a high. Um, Yeah, I, I think Alfa Romeo could quite easily be up there challenging with like... I put Alfa Romeo ahead of McLaren in my um, predictions. And as much as I do think Lando is a better driver than Joe and Bottas, for sure, I think that Alfa Romeo car, you know, from everything I've heard, from everything we've seen, like, you know, I've got reason to believe in Alfa Romeo and believe in that for the first time um, for a long time. Like, I, I haven't had anything to get excited about this team for so long since really Charles Leclerc was there to be honest um, when he was you know wiping the floor with uh, Marcus Ericsson in what 2018 so yeah 
I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how this team develops and, and moves. And look, that, that's the thing for, for, for Valtteri. Valtteri seems like in a really good place, which is obviously great to see. Um, I think the second half of the season was a bit concerning that he wasn't able to kind of deliver more. I expected more from Valtteri in the second half of the year. I get that the car development kind of moved away, but he's the driver with big experience. And I just, I don't know. It's always going to be, it's impossible to say how much is on the driver and how much is on the team. But the fact that Joe did close that gap up quite significantly by the end of the year, I guess that's why I see that momentum maybe shifting slightly towards Joe. But, that's the thing, it, you know. He'll be, he'll be thirty-five by the start of, by the end of this season, um, start of next season. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he can, because I think he he obviously, well, both of them do, but I think Bias in particular, that uh, there's no way that the Alfa Romeo deal wasn't hinted at at least as part of his negotiations to go to that team, because obviously he wants to be in that team when it's Alfa Romeo, because. When it's Alfa when it's Audi, uh, um, of course, because the potential there is huge. Nothing's guaranteed. Don't get me wrong. Toyota were in F one for years, achieved nothing. Renault have been in F one for years and have achieved nothing as their as a team anyway. Um, Honda, like they left and then Braun inherited their great team. So yeah, I, I think it's it's one of them. It's one of them. We'll see. We will see. Potential's higher, but potential doesn't win you titles. <sighs> and then on to McLaren. Oh, McLaren. McLaren, McLaren, McLaren. So I've, I've just had a bunch of um, vibrations from my pocket. Um, oh. Hannah's having a cro- crocheting workshop at work today. And she's made, and she's made a tiny little blanket, a blanket for a rat. <laughs> she's oh hilarious. Um, right. Anyway, sorry, I I digress. I've been on here for like almost an hour, so I, I still have other things, responsibilities in my life. I can't imagine anything worse, to be honest, than, than knitting. But um, each their own. So. The one thing I would say that is maybe a... I saw a sport tweet earlier today and I read it and I was like, you know, McLaren had a shocking start at testing last year. Obviously, all the brake issues they had lost loads of running time and then had a shocking Bahrain Grand Prix. And then round four, Imola, Lando was on the podium. So, you know, there's clearly a fundamentally good car there. They might not have hit their targets, were their targets too high? Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot to be rightly concerned about because I, it makes it worse because it's like every other team, the consensus was quite positive. Even Alpine, who we'll get onto, even though they were a bit mysterious, internally, they seemed very happy. And, you know, Alpine had a, pretty bad test last year and then Fernando almost put it on pole in Australia so you know it's um, 
you've got to anticipate some some early struggles for McLaren and then they'll come good as the season rolls on. But again, it's like as the field comes together, you can't afford as much as maybe in the past. You can't get away with it, you know, not being up to speed. You know, again, last year, you look at how the constructors ended. You had Williams off on their own, then Hassan Alpha Tauri within like three points of each other. You had Alfa Romeo and Aston Martin on the same number of points. And then Alpine and McLaren also go into the final race of the year. Still potentially either one could have won it out of them two. I don't think it's going to be like that this year. I don't think you're going to get these pairs breaking up. I think you're going to get, you know, four teams within, you know, maybe like 10 points of each other in constructors. And then every weekend you go from sixth to 10th and then to eighth and then back to 10th and then up to sixth again. Like that's very, very plausible in my opinion. And this is where McLaren could come up short. This is why I predicted Alfa Romeo to finish above them. Because I think, you know, that early season pain that it feels like they're going to feel, I think that will bike them, bike them, bike them, bite them on the backside. <laughs> uh, Curtis, two quid, mate. Thank you very much. You think Lando needs to move for 2024 to progress? It's a big question that's been debated a lot recently. We've talked about it on the last lap. I've talked about it on live streams and so much of it depends on what opportunity is there, I guess, right? You know, if it's a... If there was a opportunity to go to a team that... Right, so say, for example, in this alternative timeline... Bottas and Hamilton, and, and like this alternative timeline, George Russell doesn't exist. Sorry, George. Um, <laughs> and then Bottas and Hamilton are still at Mercedes. And then Lewis announces he's going to retire. Would Lando move into Mercedes to replace Lewis to be teammates with Bottas be a good move? Yes, that would be a very obvious good move, correct move, the right move. If he was to go to Red Bull alongside Max, a car again, Alex talks about this in his Players Tribune article as well. He, you know, says everything we kind of already know, which is that this car is dialed into Max's stupidly, you know, aggressive front end bias that he loves on his cars, which is just seems to be just kind of completely foreign to so many drivers. I mean, it's funny because Alex talks about him liking a lot of front end. More so than like Leclerc and Russell, at least in their earlier careers. So then for Max to want even more front end, that tells me like, could Leclerc jump into that Red Bull and would he, he probably struggle as well. Like, I don't know. Because it's just that style. But yeah, I, I, I think that, yeah, the Twitch trio. I don't know. It's, um, it's something he needs to be thinking about. He he does. Like, does he want to have a career that's defined by success and championships? Does he want to have a career that's defined by making the wrong decisions? Because so much of it is like just b- being good at turning a wheel and pushing some pedals is, is, is just part of it. There's so much more to it. You know, Fernando Alonso will always be that what could have been in terms of moves if he'd stayed at Ferrari, could he have, you know, 
taken the the car that was clearly more competitive relative to Mercedes and maybe pushed for a title in 17, 18, like Vettel did, you know, maybe. We'll always be kind of uh, what could have been with that, but I don't know. I don't know. Remains to be seen with McLaren. A lot of unknown there. Piastri is looking pretty generational. Like, what was it? Wow, I was watching something. Was it that Sky Sports F1 podcast that have just launched? I think Karun was talking about how he's um, spoken. He's spoken to um, Prima engineers who have rated Piastri just as, if not better, than Leclerc, which is obviously a huge thing to say because Charles is a different gravy, like, no question. Um he is he he can go toe to toe with Max. I I firmly believe that. As much as I think Max is the best driver in F one right now, I think Charles Leclerc's got the ability to go toe to toe with him. No doubt in my mind. Um, that that's a lot. That's a that's a huge thing to st- say. So to have a driver like that on your books is something to build around. I just hope McLaren don't let. I hope they don't let Lando and Oscar down ultimately, because then oh, but and let themselves down by, you know by association because they've got the drivers they've got the drivers like you know it everything i've heard is saying that oscar piastri is going to be the next leclerc russell verstappen hamilton vettel level of driver alonso like so just that's delivery yeah it's just it would just be so frustrating for, for and and for a team with such history and such like you know, yeah, I'm sure some people don't like McLaren, but I, I think all in all, like, it's a pretty well-liked team. And to see that name fighting at the front again, like, would be sick, obviously. You know, obviously. But we'll see. Thank you, um, Stern, by the way, for the 499. Appreciate it. Way off topic, is the whole backseat driver series over? Uh, yes. As far as I'm aware, anyway. There's, there's, I don't think, I don't think, I think Veloce knocked that on the head. So, um, Shame, really. It was a uh, quality, quality content over lockdown um, backseat, but I think those days are over. I'm afraid. So shame, but obviously I do last lap now, so I wouldn't be able to do it anyway. So, but I think it's a really good format. So it is, it is a shame it uh, isn't carrying on seemingly. Um, thank you, Anthony, as well for the six nine nine Canadian. Appreciate it. just arrived, Tomo. Cheers from Canada. Not sure you talked about this, but what are your thoughts on Lance racing in round one? Yeah, we did we did touch on that. Obviously, um, the news that Lance Stroll, again, to anyone else who's just come. Um, in fact, I can show you if I do this. There we go. He will race in Bahrain. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think ultimately he's Lance is going to push to be in that car as soon as possible, rightly so. From his point of view, selfishly, if he gets signed off, he gets signed off. Um, he... The sooner he's back in that car, the sooner he's going to get up to speed. And he's still got three free practice sessions and the qualifying before the actual race as well. So shame shame for Felipe, of course, but I'm not surprised that Lance has pushed to get back in the car. So, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't get signed off if he wasn't, they weren't confident he'd be all right. So I, th- I, think, he'll, I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Um, cool. <laughs> Those eyebrows. I thought you talked about me for a second then. Right. Um, 
Sorry to disappoint you, Arjen. Um, right, Alpine. Alpine. Mmm. I think Alpine are like... I think they're cooking. I think they're cooking. I do. I do. I, I'm not on board fully. I, like, I think it's going to be Alpine, Aston Martin, like pushing each other to potentially even, you know, challenge Mercedes somewhat. I can I could certainly see Alpine and Aston Martin breaking away from the rest. I I could I could definitely see that. Um Diogo, you don't have to keep copying and pasting that. Obviously, I'm not saying Albon is as good as Leclerc, obviously. Um and Live Fast, they also bin that off as well. Never mind. Um, yeah, I could see Alpine, Alpine and uh, Aston Martin being the Alpine and McLaren of last season, but closer to the top three. And then McLaren falling into that McLaren, Alfa Romeo, um, Haas, Alfa Terry Williams kind of situation, you know. They looked, they looked, no, you're right, they looked whack in testing, but they didn't even bolt on a soft. They didn't do any short runs, which is a risk um, because there are certain car characteristics that don't come out unless you put low fuel soft tyres on. But they seemed very happy. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like they, if they'd have tried a, a run plan and things hadn't worked, like the car broken down or whatever. But it's like they didn't even try to put the softs on and go for it. So it's like it was intentional. So, as much as it's easy to sit here and be like, that's weird, why are they doing that? You know, they know what they're doing more than we do, let's be honest. You kind of just have to rely on them, trust them, trust their process, you know. Peter, good to see you, mate. I'm glad you've come in just after um, the McLaren slander, because wasn't too comfortable, was it? But then it, so then it comes down to the drivers, the, the battle for uh, supremacy at that team. So look, I remain that the necessity for a number one driver only manifests itself when you're fighting for a championship. If you're in the top end of the midfield or at the back, you don't really, you don't really need a number one driver. You, you know, you, you should be working together. You shouldn't be fighting each other. This is why, and you know, I love Esteban, but this has been my criticism of him it's like he's fighting his teammates where he should be focused on the like it's fine if like you get out you get overtaken by a teammate like you know do you talking on track but like don't overshoot like if you're fighting for a championship I can I can I can excuse that you know like when Hamilton and Rosberg were scrapping loads you know in the early Mercedes days like you can understand that because they're both fighting for a championship because they know they've both got the car and so they just need to beat each other but when you're in low end of midfield or top of, top end of midfield, I, I just think that's just unnecessary. And yeah, I, I hope that they can just, egos get parked. Let's, Ale Le Bleu, Alpine, with Zenadine Zidane, in your spirit and your mind and your nice, shiny, smooth helmet, just like his head, head button into the, into your competitors. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, I, I think, and they're both, you know, they're both great drivers. They're both 
got great pace. They've both delivered um, race wins when they got the opportunity to do so. I just, yeah, don't let it bubble over, boys. Be silly. Would be silly, very silly. Zizu would headbutt. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you don't know football, you won't really know what I was talking about in terms of the mm. headbutt. But anyway, um, I've already talked about them two beefing anyway, so not much more to say. Um, Mercedes, yes, yeah, st- still a bit unknown, aren't they? Um, I've seen pictures their rear wing they've brought for the race versus the rear wing for testing is a lower downforce rear wing. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- it's, it's tough, isn't it? It's, it's like you think from the second half of last year, they were quicker, quicker. They were, they scored more points than Ferrari. I would say they weren't necessarily quicker than Ferrari because they relied on Ferrari making some big mistakes and dropping points. But, you know, they got the race win. They got a pole position. You know, I, I think um, maybe it is a bit unstable, but also sometimes unstable can mean fast as well. Um you know, when, what was it? When um, in, in, in the last generation of cars, you had the, the low rake Mercedes was the stable car. You looked at the onboards. It was, you know, not lazy, but like driver inputs weren't really aggressive. Like you, you it was smooth and it was a long car and it was a quick car. But the Red Bull was much more pointy and on edge. And that was able to fight. It was two different philosophies, right? So there's not just one way even in this new generation of rules, there's not going to be just one way of setting up a car to maximise. And thank you, Lucas, by the way, for joining Friends and Tom. I appreciate it. Two pound a month, gang. But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I just feel Mercedes haven't shown their full hand. And look, I want a free car minimum title fight. Maybe, if Aston Martin, four car title fight. please, I beg you, that would be, oh, that would be so good. Will it happen? It will eventually. I'm confident of that. It will eventually, but not not right now. But I do hope. I'm trying to jinx it, can you tell? And, and I mean, driver lineup wise there's not really anything to say, is there? We know, we know how good Lewis is, we know how good George is, so. That's it, that's it. On to Ferrari. On to Ferrari. Fred master plan. Good in the speed traps. Um, a, again, a, a pretty chill test. Yeah, I mean, again, they, they won here last year. Um, even if it wasn't for, you know, Red Bull's issues, like Charles was fighting at the front with Max. And um, oh, we'll see. We'll see. We will see with Ferrari. It's, it's hard to kind of get... You don't want to get too carried away with Ferrari because, I mean, especially to any of you Tifosi out there, you know what it's like to be burnt um, by the Scuderia. But uh, I feel like all the the ingredients are there. All the ingredients are there for sure. They've got two drivers who are, you've got one driver who's definitely got the edge on the other in terms of Charles. But I think you've got a team principal now in Fred who will make the call when he needs to make the call. Um... I think that's a necessity. If you're going to fight for a title, you need to pick one driver to, you know, put your head down. Oh, Lucas, you've gifted a member. I didn't even know you could do that. What is this, Twitch? Um, 
Cheers, cheers, Lucas, for gifting the membership to uh, to Upex. Thank you very much. Very kind of you. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think Ferrari are yeah. That, there's how much how much longer can the excuses carry on for Ferrari? You know, I, I think they've they've brought Fred in. He should make the changes needed. He's no nonsense from what I've seen anyway. And Charles, an incredible talent. Carlos is a really good driver. I'm inclined to believe in Fred. I am inclined to believe in Fred. As much as the Sauber time wasn't particularly successful, I think there was obviously a ceiling to that team, how much you could achieve because of the limited resources available. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know, because I, I, I do think Carlos will, will push Charles as well. And it's just like, I, I just feel I've got more belief. There's certainly, you've got to say that the, the Carlos Science Charles Leclerc partnership is much closer in terms of performance than the Checo Verstappen one. Um, which again, I think does hurt Red Bull. It, it hurts Ferrari if you don't make the call. But I think Fred will make the call to be like, right, show or Carlos pull over let your teammate past we're going for a world title here you know what I mean so I, I just think that with someone who's prepared to make that call I think it, the, that now that makes Ferrari's lineup stronger because you're not going to be a victim of both your drivers fighting and tangling and taking points away from each other and holding each other up you know that's the way I see it anyway Come on, Ferrari. Grazie, ragazzi. Do it for spaghetti. Ah, <laughs> oh, then Red Bull, finally. Ominous. Very ominous. Max looks very happy. Checo looks very quick. What can I say? Great, um, great platform to build upon, even with their reduced ATR, all of that stuff. You know, when Christian was like, oh, this extra 7% of time is going to cost us between a quarter and a half a second. That was gas. Come on. No one believed that, Christian. But I get it's his job to, you know, be in the best interest of his team. But I never believed that for a second. And from what we've seen so far, I mean, I don't think that's the case. But, look, I, I mean, you've got to, you know, hats off to, to Adrian Newey and the design team there because it's a it's an incredible motor. And they've got an incredible driver in Max Verstappen piloting it at the front end. And look, I hope for Checo. I, I think obviously that's a huge conversation point for this season. Um yeah, what will happen with Checo? Will he, you know, will he will he will he will he step into line? Um, will he will he <laughs> keep saying will he <laughs> uh, will he be the teammate that Red Bull want him to be a British moment very British moment or will he <laughs> be like no vamos I'm going for it up yours Max because if he does that and it doesn't pay off with a world title, then I think that could mean his time at Red Bull is 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 somewhat cut short. But we'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, 
to any of you claim you're not here for the drama, come on, come on now. That, li that little bit of Brazil spice was, come on, come on. Don't tell me you didn't enjoy that. Come on. Yeah, I saw, I did see that, Mark. There was, I can't verify the uh, the translation, but it's along the lines of Checo being like, if I don't feel like I'm helped by the team, then I won't help the team. I'm quite, I'm very much paraphrasing there. You can find it on Twitter if you if you want to find the details um, of kind of what he's said. But I mean, he's already said that. It's it's not new news. Um, so I think you know that's the that's the decision he has to make. And, and we've uh, again, Damon Hill talks about this on that. F1 Nation podcast again. I would recommend it because it's it's really interesting. The insight about Fernando in particular, I found, but also like they speak to different journalists from different countries to talk about different drivers, and it's it's good. But um, yeah, is there? Do you accept that your your position in, into that team, or do you fight it? And if you like, you know, Barrichello alongside Schumacher, he he accepted where he was in that team. He accepted he'd be there to pick up the pieces and he accepted that he was the second driver and he wasn't going to win the driver's championship, but he would win constructors. Um, do you accept it or do you push against it? If you push against it, does that then limit your future? I, I think that's going to be the determining factor whether he's still a Red Bull driver in 2024. I, I don't think it's so much going to be... I think he will take a little bit of a closer step to Max. I think he will, performance-wise, but it's that. That's That's the thing. Does he accept it or does he push against it? You know? We'll see. We will see. Right. Okay. Um, that's it. All teams done. We've uh, talked about racing shocks. So again, 10% off at racingchocks.com if you want to buy your own personalized little uh, helmets. Like this Tomo F1 pink one. That was custom, so you, you can't order that. But there you go. Uh, last lap on Sunday. Check it out. Um, me and Niran watching the race and if you want to come watch with us then do that over on the last lap YouTube channel um, fantasy league league code there boom uh, good luck that's my team don't just copy my homework be creative right and uh, and Lance Stroll is back in the car that is the news um, the big piece of news from this weekend is that Lance Stroll will be back in the Aston Martin okay Everyone who stayed till the end, give me 30 seconds or so, and I'm going to go and grab my sausage dog. You laying in the sun? Was my son laying in the sun? Here he is. I, I went in the bedroom, and I've got the, the, um, the shutters open, so the sun's beaming in. It's a lovely, beautiful, blue sky day, and he's there just like, that laying right back. Again, to all you audio-only listeners, I'm sorry you can't see Minton, but he is very handsome. Yeah, he looks confused because he's been asleep. Because that's what he does, don't you? Don't you? You're very still. Look at how still he is. His little eyes. Oh, do you want to go on my shoulder? I am um, outro the video. Slash podcast, slash live stream, slash whatever you want to call it. Everything, you can just call anything a podcast these days, can't you? If it's just elongated conversation, then it's a podcast. Um, right, like, subscribe if you enjoyed. Um, I might be doing a qualifying stream, maybe, because first quality of the season. 
I'm not going to make a habit of that, but I might do one. So we'll see. Remains to be seen. But thank you all for coming. Again, um, every single race, after every single race, post-race stream this year, 2023, is going to be a banger. Thank you for coming. Thank you for all the support. And I will see you on the next one. Maybe Saturday. We'll see. Oh, watch the F2 and F3 this weekend as well. I'm really excited, especially for the F2. I'm buzzing for it. Right. Cheers, everyone. Have a good day. Uh, be well, be happy, be safe. And I'll see you next time. Goodbye.